Hey, party people, what's good? Candia Johnson is here, and you're listening ears with another episode of Candid Conversations. Listen, there's so much going on in the Candid Conversations world. So recently, I launched my masterclass and mentor matching program for women. She deserves more. Y'all go check out the website, shedeservesmore.org. Um, also join the Facebook group, She Deserves More with Candia. I have a few women signed up for the masterclass and mentor matching program. I also have some amazing mentors who have signed on board. Shout out to my mentors. You'll meet them. If you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, you'll meet them. I'm going to start sharing their profiles and they represent like different industries and they're blazing trails within those industries. Right? So I have a woman who's in interior design. I have a woman in technology. I have a woman, um, in beauty and they have global businesses as well. And so they have signed on to provide career guidance and things of that sort for different women in the program. And let me, let me make this clear. I'm looking for male mentors too. Okay. Because we need the men as well to help us narrow this pay gap. That's actually a mission, part of our mission. And she deserves more is to narrow the pay gap and get women more confident and clear and selling themselves and making the ask for what um, they want in life and business, right? When it comes to salary, negotiation, business deals. And we need men also to support us to get fully funded, right? For our ideas as well as support it for our ideas throughout, you know, from idea to execution. So definitely looking uh, to have some men on board because I do believe that men are a huge part of the solution as well. So stay tuned. That's one thing I'm excited about. Stay tuned. In February, I'm going to have some individual masterclasses and we'll have everything from how to pitch yourself to the media, to a journalist, how to land speaking engagements, uh, how to negotiate with confidence. So we'll have a lot of those masterclasses and I'm looking at making them really affordable all about 27 bucks, right? Give or take. So look forward to that. Let's see what else. Oh, how could I forget about this? Okay, so last week, it was your girl's birthday, January 19th. And on January 18th, I was notified that I was mentioned in Forbes for She Deserves More. It was an article about mentorship and the importance of it um, for women and, you know, throughout their career. Shout out to the writer, Malika Holloway. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was like one of the best birthday presents I've ever received. Of course, Forbes, right. is probably on everyone's vision board. It was definitely on my vision board for probably the last two to three years. So super excited about that. Let me see what else do I have going on? Oh, and how can I forget workshop season started back for me on January 23rd. And I started off my season with a company that I have admired for all too long, Williams Simona, right? And for those of you who don't know, it's kind of an upscale shop. You would probably typically find it in one of those affluent areas or malls, and they focus on gourmet foods and quality cookware, like that fancy, fancy coffee maker or mixer. You would find it there, okay? And so I used to love them for this uh, popcorn they used to make. It was like gourmet cheese and caramel. It was just delicious. Okay. And, um, they bought into a series of workshops. So I do a series of workshops on how to establish an executive presence, creating a standout brand in the workplace, how to get over your fear of public speaking. And so I got to do my first workshop at Williams Simona and it was awesome. Primarily because, too, you know how sometimes you follow a brand for so long, whether it's on social media or you just, you know, purchase products from them for a really long time. 
And you often wonder how, you know, the higher ups are behind the scenes. And so finally meeting, I had a group of about 25, I think. Uh, Everyone was in a row from the VP to, you know, the managers who probably managed like the production process, that sort of thing. And it was the best group of individuals ever. Like they were just the nicest people, very accommodating, very sweet. And of course they fed your girl. So, you know, I was even more happy and excited. I said, y'all could keep hiring me to come back. Okay. When you feed me, you got me for life. Okay. And the food is good. You got me for life. So anywho, I was super excited to deliver my first workshop there. An awesome experience. And I can't say enough about, you know, kind of creating your own opportunity because these workshops were really a power, a broke moment for me. I created them from one of the brokest points of my life. And so a year and a half later to have, you know, my schedule really booked. Now today I learned my schedule before last week it was booked until March. Now I'm booked until April, um, the end of April. It's a beautiful thing. So today I want to talk about how to deal with rejection, how to keep going when you feel like people keep telling you no or people are ignoring you. And so this all started a couple of weeks ago. One of my girlfriends, I like to say that she's part of my network of badassery. She's actually also one of my mentors um, for She Deserves More. But she, we were talking on the phone and she said, how do you keep going when you feel like people aren't acknowledging your work? How do you deal with things like rejection or how do you keep following up or how do you follow up with people who don't respond to your emails, whether it's a pitch or you want them to make a decision? So I love this question because I believe we don't talk enough about rejection as an inevitable part of success in life and business, right? We don't also talk about enough of the process, what it actually takes to get successful. Yes, we tell people, oh, use use social media automation tools so you don't get overwhelmed. Okay, yeah, but what else is, there's a huge part of that that's missing. The part of that is that you have to be consistent. Another part of it is you have to make sure that you're relatable. So it's a lot of process stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we need to talk more about. So listen, while we definitely need those, you know, empowering mantras, oh, don't give up on yourself, oh, be relentless, all those other things, we need to start talking more about the tactics, the how-tos, because although it may seem small to some, it's a major reason why people don't succeed because they don't know how to follow up in an email. So they give up too quickly or they take it personal, right? So should you respond to someone who hasn't responded to you after one or two emails? If so, how soon? How many times should you send an email before you give up? What do you say to them? How do you not take things personal? Let, okay, so first of all, let's make it clear. For people who ask once and feel rejected or to the person who never follows up, I need you to understand that, again, rejection is part of the process. Follow up is too. So you're going to have to look silly. You're going to have to look like, you know, sometimes it's going to look like you're a little bit desperate. So what? That's part of the process. You just can't give up the first time that you try to reach out to someone. So let's tackle the dealing with rejection. So as you know, every now and then I write stories about women entrepreneurs. I do men too for publications like Black Enterprise Magazine. And of course, I am in 
insanely curious about people's backstory. This is why I choose some some of the stories. A lot of the stories that I, if you follow me, you know a lot of the stories that I talk about, I always talk about that backstory. And it's the main reason why that three years ago I pitched the whole women and entrepreneurship series to Black Enterprise because honestly it came from a selfish place. I was insecure in my career. I was confused about what to do. I did not know how to make money every single day. Um, I felt very fearful about looking silly. I felt very fearful about what people would think of me. So I decided, oh, okay, let me snag... Let me snag a writing gig where I can interview other women about their journeys and learn from them directly. Seriously, y'all. It came from a selfish place. And the crazy thing is, I never expected to write more than three stories for Black Enterprise. I only pitched them. I think I pitched the series. It was about three to five women included within that series. So I never expected to get paid for writing for them. In fact, after I want to say a couple of months or so, the editor emailed me and asked me about coming on board for a paid writing opportunity where I would be writing for their sponsors or advertisers like Lexus, right? And initially, I'm like, no, that's no money in that. Like, I'm not doing that. It's no money in freelance writing, right? But one day I was scrolling the comments on Facebook. And I realized it was some article I did. I think the article was about a woman who was terminated three times. And then the following year, she was on a fourth list or something. Right. And I started reading the comments and I realized how it was, those types of stories were empowering women to get outside of their comfort zone. And it was giving them the inspiration that they need to turn their vision into reality. And whether it was an entrepreneurship or just even a passion project through a nonprofit organization, um, they were really, really inspired. And it was really helping them as well as myself understand that rejection is an inevitable part of the process, right? And so often we take things so personal first and you have to understand that, listen, that part of rejection, the disappointments that people experience, those things don't make it to the gram. They don't make it to Facebook. You only see that two second version of the truth. The other thing, or the other way that I deal with rejection day by day is, listen, a huge part of advancing in your career, getting to that next level, whatever that next level looks like for you, you have to check yourself. Self-awareness is key. So sometimes I have to ask myself, like, girl, did you really do the work? Because here's the thing that I've realized. People fall so in love with the idea of seeing themselves on TV. They fall so in love of seeing themselves featured in their favorite magazine like Forbes or Essence. Or maybe they're, you know, dreaming about speaking in front of 5,000 people. When the reality is you want to speak in front of 5,000 people, you haven't mastered speaking in front of five people. Right? You haven't mastered the process. You haven't put in the work. And that's kind of like part of my problem with vision boards is that people get so in love with seeing that vision every single day, but they don't understand not only the process, but they also don't understand the daily habits that they have to put in place to get to that and to get to that goal, whatever that goal, that next level is. So you have to fall in love with the process more than the results. And too many of us are just tied to this whole glitz and glamorous end result of being on Facebook and sharing your award or sharing yourself on stage when you're not putting in the work. And you have to be honest with yourself about that. Okay. The third way that I've learned to 
deal with rejection is about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I developed kind of like an experimental mindset. And I noticed that the women entrepreneurs and the men as well that I have interviewed, they follow the same sort of mindset. And what that is, is it's the belief that everything that you put out into the world is an experiment. It's a test that works as an opportunity for you to get feedback and to grow and to make whatever it is you're working on so much better, better than you could ever imagine, right? Because you know, you guys know, I say all the time, failure is feedback for the come up. You can't get the feedback without putting something out there to make it better. And someone once said, you know, you never lose, you learn. That is so true. So everything that I put out into the world, I look at it as an experiment, an opportunity for me to get feedback, an opportunity to ask myself the question, like, Candia, did you overlook something? Did you not provide enough information? Okay, let's try it again. Everything is a test, right? And recently I interviewed an amazing young woman. Her name is Yolanda Perkins, and she developed, she's a founder of Swimmy caps. So she developed a line of swim caps to empower black children to swim. And what happened was she was in a store shopping for swim caps for her two children and she brought the swim caps. Her daughter, however, did not like the swim caps because she said they were ugly. So she did not want to wear them. And so she pointed, I believe she pointed to a picture of her room and she said, I want to a a cat with that girl on it. And it was a black girl who looked like her with natural hair. And the mom went to go look for this thing. Like we always do. Let me Google it. But she didn't find anything. Right. So she wound up taking matters in her own hands. But here's the kicker. She announced the idea before she even had a full product line. Most times people will think they're ready for something and they'll put all this money into developing a a product or even a service. They'll work in silence and then they won't announce it until it's fully ready. And so even she said that she's taken that route before and she's never been consistent. And so this time she decided to do something different. She decided to talk up the idea and ask people, on Facebook about, you know, if they had any, um, recommendations for an illustrator, she used her Facebook groups to, you know, share the designs of her swimmy caps and ask people what their preference was and which one was cool. And so she was engaging people throughout the process, asking people for feedback as she was developing and designing as she went along. So in all actuality, by the time she fully developed the product, she had a line of customers waiting to purchase from her, right? So again, get in the habit of thinking that everything you put out is just an experiment. Because the reality is, even if people would not have responded, she could have kept going, right? But at least it's an opportunity for you to gather feedback. And sometimes if you're really not getting a lot of hits, maybe it's an opportunity for you to second guess yourself and say, okay, wait a minute, maybe I should approach it from this point of view or from this angle. Okay. So that experimental mindset, even I use it again for my workshops. My workshops was I pitched people on an idea and an outline and that's it. I didn't have anything fully ready, not a workbook, not a PowerPoint presentation, not anything. Okay, so look at everything 
as an experiment, an opportunity for you to gather feedback. Nothing is ever final. Even when I'm pitching people, nothing is ever final. Which brings me to my next point, the follow-up, right? Oftentimes we don't follow up because we, we either take things personal or we feel like, you know, I'm not good enough or you feel like the person doesn't like you, this, that, and the third. You have to remove your personal feelings from it. It's just not enough to send one email to someone or ask someone something one time and give up. If you want to succeed, you have to understand that being told no or someone ignoring you is actually part of the process, right? So here's the thing. I need you to get in the habit of of following up. For me, I would say I at least try to follow up at least three times. The first way I follow up is I may look to improve my call to action, right? So I, for instance, I'll say in an email, hi, Lisa, following up to the email I sent you last Wednesday, can I help, can I provide any more information to help you make a well-informed decision, right? Because maybe the person is struggling with my ask or struggling to make a decision. So I will ask them very clearly, is there any more information that I could provide so that they can make a well-informed decision, okay? The second way that I follow up is I try to appeal to them or persuade them by dropping a name or a company or something like that. So I'll give you an example. Last year or the year before, I was helping out with a conference and I was responsible for um, reaching out to the keynote speakers and getting them on board. We really, really wanted one keynote speaker and they had not responded to the last, I think it was one or two emails that I sent along. So at during that time though, of course we're developing and we're doing things, you know, um, planning the conference and we're adding other speakers at the same time we landed Google as a sponsor. And so my follow-up was, Hey, let's say her name is Janine. Hey, Janine, following up to the email that I sent you last Wednesday, just wanted to let you know that Google has signed on as a major, you know, platinum sponsor, and we'd love to have you join this incredible sponsor lineup. Guess what? Your girl got a response from this woman in probably 10 minutes once she heard that Google was on board, right? And so you could use that technique even if you are following up and let's say, uh, you need a decision made and your CEO has to sign off on it, then you're going to follow up and say, hey, Bob, the CEO needs to sign off on this. And so we'd really appreciate it if you return you know, your signature uh, on the document by 3 p.m. today. Okay? So appeal, make it appealing, persuade them, use a name, drop them to get them on board. Drop the name to get them on board. Okay? The third way to follow up is look at it from an angle of convenience. Right. So, for instance, when I'm reaching out to companies for my workshop or even selling, you know, the features and benefits of my masterclass or any of the workshops, I look at it in a way. How could I make this more convenient and how could I appeal to people um, and make it easier for them? So I may follow up in an email and say, hey, have you you know, gotten a chance to review the information? Do you know that we offer payment plans or we can break you know, the series of workshops, this is an eight hour workshop, but we could break it down into two, four, eight hour workshops. So I look for a way to make my ask, or at least, you know, the purpose of the email, I look at ways to kind of appeal to the need of it being convenient. It needs to be a little bit more convenient. 
right? So there you have three ways to follow up. Improve your call to action by asking people, can you help them make a well-informed decision by providing more information, right? Or maybe it's just like, do you need to jump on a call with me so I can clarify some things? Two, make it appealing. Drop some names or drop an, an added feature, right, to your product, service, or initiative. Or even, you know, something, maybe it's a a skill set that you'd like to throw into the pot that you can offer, right? That's appealing. And three, make it convenient. Figure out uh, what's convenient about your ask, right? If you're asking someone to complete complete a survey, maybe you need to tell them that the survey is only 30 seconds or a minute, something like that. Okay? So, and oh, 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 before I end it, and once again, I'm really a stickler about the length of emails. Make sure In addition to the fact that your email should be clear, concise, and to the damn point, remember, nobody wants to read an 800-word email, right? So try to get crafty with a five-sentence email and maybe some bullet points, but nobody has time for like a long email, y'all. So anywho, that is my spiel for today. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for listening. And I will see you next week. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Let me know what you think. Um, and I will talk to you guys next week. Oh, follow me on Twitter, Candia Johnson. Follow me on Insta at Candy J and Facebook, Candia Johnson. Candia Johnson. And don't forget to join uh, the She Deserves More Facebook group. Talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye.